Hello everyone, this is Michael Diamante, clinical nutritionist. Today we're going to be discussing an unfortunate topic, and this is in part why we're not playing any intro theme or music at this point. This is, I believe, uh, a rather serious subject. Unfortunately, it's been found that in Brazil, a new type of illness has occurred in young infants, and um, this illness seems to be originating from a larvicide spray, which is made by our friends at Monsanto. You remember Monsanto? This is the company which... Um, our politicians particularly support the makers of Agent Orange, the makers and the leading champions of GMO foods. This is the company which President Obama signed into act an actual law protecting them from consumers looking for rec recompense due to illness or disease from their products. And this is also a company which Hillary Clinton is heavily involved with. Not to mention on the Republican side, there are probably equal amount of Republicans, but as of late, it is the Obama administration which has done the most damage to us through Monsanto. Now... As regards Monsanto, the problem appears to be that in Argentina and other areas, there is a virus which is called the Zika virus, which has been an epidemic in Brazil, and it is thought to be the cause of birth defects in newborns. A group of physicians has examined this. They have found that these birth defects in the newborn baby um, are typically found in the head. You will find an abnormally small head. Often brain damage occurs. There is uh, sometimes cleft and palate abnormalities that occur. And all in all, it's certainly not a very nice thing to, uh, to behold. Malformations have been detected in actually thousands of children from pregnant women living in the areas of Brazil in particular where the spray to destroy these mosquitoes that are carrying this alleged virus live. Pyroproxifen is the name of the larvicide. And some of the doctors have actually done independent studies where they've exposed different types of uh, test animals to this substance. And unfortunately, the same effect occurred in these animals as in the adults. 
So it is the position now of the doctors that this Vika virus is not the cause of the problem, not at all. The cause of the problem is this larvicide spray, which contains this active ing ingredient, pyroproxifen. And it is the pyroproxifen which apparently is causing the birth defects. Even the health, the Ministry of Health there um, does not place the, the blame directly on the virus anymore at this point. The Vika virus in the past, traditionally, had been held up to be a rel relatively benign disease that was never before associated with birth defects, which is a very interesting part of the formulation here, or the computation. The uh, illness appears to affect 75% of the population, but in the past we didn't have birth defects. So now that this larvicide has been used, that uh, this gift from Monsanto has been used, it's now being found that the babies are being born with these horrible birth defects. What the larvicide is supposed to do is affect the, the larva of the mosquito, causing malformations in the mosquito or killing them. It acts as a, an insect juvenile hormone, you could say, substance that inhibits the development of the adult insects. Um, typically their wings and their mature external genitalia. So this is actually uh, allegedly affecting the ability of these insects to reproduce by affecting their genitals. It disrupts the genital development. Very interesting. So it affects the endocrine system and it's causing, it's known to cause birth defects in these mosquitoes to the point where the mosquitoes can't reproduce and where they will die and where they then therefore cannot spread the Zika virus to the population. However, according to the physicians in, in Brazil and Argentina, <laughs> uh, the birth defects that are now occurring in these children are mimicking the birth defects that are occurring in the mosquitoes due to this larvicide which is produced by Monsanto and which the crops of, the, of these towns are being sprayed with. The larvicide from the spraying of the crops has made its way into the drinking water. Uh, this occurred back in 2014. Now, unfortunately, this poison, this larvicide, is being used in a state-controlled program aimed at eradicating the disease-carrying mosquitoes, so it's actually the state which is administering the Monsanto larvicide, which is now found to cause these birth defects in children, in infants and newborns.
So I think one must ask themselves here, if we have a disease, the Zika virus, which traditionally is not known to cause birth defects at all. It's never been associated before with birth defects. Even in the areas, as I said before, where it affects 70% of the population, 75%, it's a relatively benign disease. If we have this, and then we try to cure it with something which then causes serious birth defects in infants, what are we gaining here? This is not much of a, um, of a discussion. Uh, of course, the experts at Monsanto at this time refused to comment on this. We counted Mon Monsanto uh, from this broadcast, and we asked if they would like to have a representative on this broadcast with me to discuss this. Of course, they declined. So this is a quite interesting situation, and the the uh, next question is, how is this remedied? Well, of course, the first remedy would be to stop using the spray. This is kind of the obvious thing. But unfortunately, it's the use of the spray is being driven by the commercial interests of the chemical industry, which essentially are Monsanto. Monsanto has embedded itself deeply in the World Health Organization, in the Pan American Health Organization, and in this particular case in the Latin American Ministries of Health in, in the Brazil, etc., So, how does one then get this country, this health ministry, to reverse its stance and stop using this chemical, where it appears to be such an agreed-upon strategy in dealing with these mosquitoes? Well, you know, it's, obvious, it's obvious to me, and I'm sure to you listeners, that Brazil and Argentina and all these areas are far better off having the mosquitoes and getting the occasional fever or so, which is a result of the Zika virus, than they are having their children being born with gross birth defects. It's a matter of convincing the powers that be to stop administering this spray. So where the rubber is going to hit the road on this is whether or not the people in the government who are responsible for the administration of this spray on the crops in order to inhibit the mosquito growth, which turns out to be something that's causing massive, horrifying birth defects in children, whether or not they're willing to stand up to the vested interests and to the money and say, sorry, we can't use this spray. It's killing our people. Are they willing to do that? Well, as this story is now breaking in 
starting to hit the uh, the media, this is going to be something that we're going to see. On um, Facebook and Twitter, on my accounts, you're most definitely going to see the story that uh, this comes from. You will see pictures if you go to my Facebook page and my Twitter page. You will see pictures of the children. And one has to ask themselves, really, when is this going to stop? When is Monsanto really going to be told to step back a bit? Well, it's very difficult to do that in this present environment that we have. This administration that we have had, this, this government that we have had, is in favor of Monsanto. Now, this is pretty amazing. Monsanto is not only guilty of producing this type of crop spray, which in effect is causing birth defects on children. This is the head of the pin of what Monsanto has done. And Monsanto continually, rec recklessly produces these products. I ask you all to read the book Animal Factory by David Kirby. Very good author, Brooklyn resident, all-around good guy. David's written a wonderful book. Animal Factory explains the entire animal feeding operation which occurs. You probably will never want to eat any type of livestock again when you read his book. You'll only want to eat organic, grass-fed, etc. And when you read the stories of how Monsanto has literally caused thousands of farmers across the world to commit suicide out of desperation because they could not control their own seeds anymore to grow crops and they felt completely overwhelmed, depressed, and suppressed, you may be quite surprised that a corporation could be allowed to do such things. But yet Monsanto is. They are allowed to do such things, and they're being supported by the U.S. government. President Barack Obama signed into law, the Mon we, we call it the Monsanto Protection Act. It's actually not that if you're going to try to look it up. But in effect, that's what it does. The law that President Obama signed limits the amount of liability that anyone can claim against Monsanto. And it essentially says that Monsanto is a company which is a good guy. They may make mistakes sometimes, and because they're doing so much good, we have to forgive their mistakes. Therefore, you're not allowed to sue them or approach them with liability above a certain point. So here is the federal government. Here is your president and your federal government protecting Monsanto from you. The first lady 
We all remember her, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama has a wonderful organic garden in the White House. Michelle Obama is involved in all types of food programs for children. Michelle Obama is involved in food programs that are trying to help obese children. Well, I don't want Michelle Obama near any of my children or anybody I know because, you know, Michelle Obama was a lawyer for big food. Before she became the first lady, she was a lawyer involved with General Foods, all of these companies, and she was involved in legislation also to protect Monsanto and their GMO foods. So come on, folks, what's the deal here? You're going to have an organic garden in the White House, and yet, as a lawyer, you're going to run amok and protect Monsanto, who is producing genetically modified foods, of which there is hardly any research on at all, of which many European countries have banned. And interestingly enough, if this rumor is true, I don't know, I will pass this on to you, I know this as a, as a rumor which I find humorous. I don't know if it's true, but it's something which should be investigated. Apparently, Monsanto itself does not allow GMO foods in their own cafeterias. That could, that, that could be a story made up by Jackie Mason or some other comedian, I don't know, but that would be ironic, now wouldn't it? Hillary Clinton, who we all know has an outstanding record of uh, being honest and truthful, has come out and voiced her support for Monsanto. If you go on YouTube and if you search Hillary and Monsanto or Hillary and GMO, you're going to find that Hillary is totally in favor of Monsanto she backs them 100%. Now, how intelligent could she be? How intelligent could someone be to be that in favor of Monsanto? Well, I guess it would be in ratio to the amount of campaign donations you received. Back in the year 2004 or so, I was involved in setting up a detox center three blocks away from the World Trade Center. This detox center was located on the same floor in the building that my practice occupied, and I was one of the people who helped arrange the setup of this center and was overseeing its uh, infancy, well, its birth and infancy. We had various celebrities come at the opening. I believe Tom Cruise was there. We had celebrities such as um, John Travolta, Christy Alley, um, Jen Elfman from that 70s show, the sitcom. We had Laura Prepon, who had been a patient of mine for many years. Dan Masterson and Chris Masterson. Dan Masterson at that time was also on that 70s show. 
and Chris Masterson was the older brother who played in Malcolm in the Middle. These celebrities were very kind to come and visit the detox centers in order to give moral support to the firemen and the other 9-11 rescue workers who were there and who were participating in the program. Well, at some point, I had seen in the newspaper that then-Senator Clinton, Senator Hillary Clinton, was interested in helping the firemen and the rescue workers by setting up some kind of a detox program for them. I read this very enthusiastically. I got on the phone and I called Senator Clinton's office. I got a hold of one of her aides. I told the aide who I was, what my credentials were, and I explained that I had seen in the newspaper that the senator was interested in having a clinic or a center or a detox program set up to help the rescue workers and the firemen from 9-11. I explained that we already had done this. I explained the program, which any of you can read about. There is a book, actually, a popular book, which covers this program in depth from a layman's version. The book is called Clear Mind, Clear Body, and it's written by L. Ron Hubbard, the man who wrote Dianetics. The Clear Mind, Clear Body program involves sauna, exercise, and particular vitamins which help your body detoxify toxins. The routine that the firemen would go through, or the participants would go through, is they would come in and they would take certain vitamins like niacin, some other vitamins, and they would then exercise for 20 to 30 minutes while these vitamins were in their system. Particularly niacin is known to release many toxins from your body, and as you're exercising and you're increasing the circulation, the body is going to release more toxins from the cells, and because the niacin is also dilating your, your blood vessels, and it's also detoxing those cells, the body is going to release far more of these toxins. The oils that we had the, the people on the program take were aimed at helping to break down the fat cells that had toxins stored in them and replace those cells. So we were giving the people certain, uh, certain oils with particular fatty acid balances, which the person was able to take, and those oils would literally cause the fat on the person's body to be liberated, which would also liberate the stored toxins, and that oil would then replace that fat that the person had stored on their body. After the exercise, they would then go into a sauna, a dry heat sauna, where they would be in the sauna anywhere between two and a half hours to five hours a day, taking different breaks at different intervals in order to hydrate, in order to shower and cool off a little bit, and then they would go back on the sauna to sweat. The whole idea is to sweat. We had, uh, we had the firemen initially um, sweat or, or sit in basins, large basins, so we could collect all their sweat, and then we had their sweat analyzed. Um, this, had, this, this is something which had been done actually in the 80s by a doctor up in Canada. I don't quite remember his name right now, 
But this doctor in Canada was running this program in his own medical practice, and he had done the same thing. So we just really wanted to replicate what he had done because his work had been published in a few different scientific journals. We wanted to replicate it to show that there was consistency in the program and effectiveness. The sweat that we collected and we had um, tested showed a phenomenal level of all types of horrible toxins that were in these firemen's bodies. So I explained this to the aide, and the aide was very enthusiastic, very enthusiastic, very happy for my call. The aide said that she was going to personally discuss this with the senator, and that they would then get back to me. Well, I had never heard from them, uh, actually, and um, I called back a few weeks later. And when I called back, the aide that I had spoke to sort of grudgedly put me on the phone with a different aide who had questions uh, for me, supposedly, from the senator directly. And the first question was quite a surprise. The, the aide said, well, so we understand all about this clinic you've got or this program, but the senator wants to know what the amount of your donation is going to be. I said, I don't understand. You must have me confused with somebody else. What donation are we talking about? I'm not calling to make a donation. I'm calling to tell the senator that we already have a program such as the one she is desirous of that she spoke about in the newspaper. And I'm offering this to her. I will. I would like her to come to the senator to the to the center. I would like the senator to inspect the senator. The senator visit with the firemen. I even said that I could perhaps have a celebrity come to greet her. It because Tom Cruise and John Travolta had been there in the past at the grand opening and at different uh, intervals. I was pretty confident that if I could get Senator Clinton to come to inspect the center, that perhaps John Travolta or Tom Cruise would come to greet her. Well, I was repeatedly being questioned about the amount of my donation until I finally said I'm not, in an unpolite way, I said this is not really not why I'm calling. I'm calling about the de detox center to offer this. So I was then told that uh, the donation minimum to have the senator involved in such a center would be $250,000. And that she already had uh, a donation or a, um, let's say, a, a plan of action set up with one of the hospitals that was uptown, I believe in the Bronx. And she probably wouldn't be interested in what I had to offer. So I asked, well, what is it exactly that this hospital is going to do for the 9-11 workers up in the Bronx? And what the person told me was essentially they were going to have them come in, put them on a saline IV for about an hour or two a day, and then monitor their symptoms. Now, for those of you who don't know, a saline IV is essentially water, in some cases sucrose, and sodium and potassium. So I was at this point, I'm a little shocked. 
So I said to the aide, I said, well, I have a proven workable system here that has been documented to cause the release of many, many types of harmful chemicals from these firemen that we've collected. That these people are symptomatically doing better. It's changing some of their lives. Some of them came in here with chest pains, with all kinds of uh, problems, vision problems, you name it. And they are now recovering. They are now actually getting their lives back. And these phantom illnesses, diseases, symptoms that they came in here with are now either gone or going away. And that's not going to happen by putting the person on a saline solution for an hour a day and then having them record their symptoms. And the aide interrupted me and tells me, well, yeah, we know that, but the senator has an arrangement, a working arrangement with that hospital there. They're donating to her campaign, and that's I'm sorry, and she hung up on me. So this, uh, these are the type of people that we have running our government. These are the people we have who are supporting Monsanto. And I think that's pretty bad. And unfortunately, if the election system wasn't rigged the way it is, we might have been fortunate enough to get someone like Bernie Sanders to win the Democratic nomination. But that's not going to happen, folks. Moral of the story is be on guard for Monsanto. Don't trust your politicians. Your politicians on both sides of the fence, the right and the left, are all in bed with Monsanto. And Monsanto is not a nice company. This is Michael Biamonte with the Candida Chronicles. Tune in again next Friday. I wish you well.